Hello everyone and welcome back to Restored, a journey to healing and wholeness. I am your host, Fernita Bow. A few episodes ago, I talked to you about my COVID chronicles, part of my journey while I got COVID, along with my sisters and my dad. And I gave my account of what happened. But today, I want you to listen to my sisters as they also add some more to the story of my COVID chronicles. You know, a story is not complete until it has all of the parts. And even then, because of how trauma affects the brain, some things could be distorted and then other things could be left out. But I hope you are ready for this episode and that you enjoy what is being said today. And I pray that maybe something that is said will help give you a little bit more freedom on your journey to healing and wholeness. So sit back and relax because this episode starts now. Welcome back to Restored, A Journey to Healing and Wholeness. I am your host, Vernita Bow, and I am here with my guest to inspire and encourage you on your journey to healing and wholeness. We will share our stories to you. We will be real, open, and honest. And we hope that something that is said today will encourage you as you continue to live beyond your circumstances. Today, I have as my special guest, my sisters, Vanessa Jeffries and Vicki Bow. Welcome, Vanessa. Thank you for having me. Welcome, Vicki. Thank you. As you know, I have been doing a COVID series, my COVID Chronicles. And in my um, interview that I did, I told you about my episode with COVID my hospital stay, where I was when it happened. I told you about those things, but it's kind of incomplete without all of the others who had COVID too. So they could tell their stories and how their (laughs) stories would interact with mine. Because I also told you about my father, but they have a different view of how that happened because they were there when it happened. And I I told you about my father and I being in a hospital at the same time. Well, they also have a different view of that, especially my older sister, Vanessa, because she and I were together when the ambulance came to pick me up. Sometimes it might get a little comical. Sometimes it might get a little teary-eyed, as it has on some of my other interviews. But as I said, we're going to be humble, we're going to be open, and we're going to be transparent. And we're going to share with you our journey in hopes that something that we say will touch you in a way that it will help you to gain freedom from some of the things that you're going through. Vanessa, tell me about how you felt when you had to call the ambulance or had to convince me that you were calling the ambulance because I wasn't real uh, convincing at the time. No, but you were real sick at the time. I was sick also and I was trying to take care of myself and I was trying to take care of you. And you kept getting sicker and sicker. And I thought, I'm going to have to dial 911. You're going to have to go to the hospital because you're not getting any better. And I, I do believe if you had not gone when you did, you would not be here with us today. Yeah, that's what the, the doctor said. 
that had I not gotten in the ambulance when I got in the ambulance that I probably wouldn't be here. They said the same thing because when I got to the hospital and they got me hooked up to all the machines, they said that my systems were shutting down everything, my lungs, my kidneys, my heart, everything Mm -hmm. was shutting down. And so they're glad that I arrived when I did. Mm-hmm. But I, w- I still was in denial, though. I wasn't very willing to go. No, you were not. You, you just kept saying, I, I'll be better in a little while. I just need to eat some and I'll take some medicine. But whatever you ate, it was coming right back. And I, I knew you weren't getting anything in your system. So, you know, you were just getting weaker and weaker and weaker. And I, I just kept thinking, you know, I, I was sick myself, so I couldn't help you the way I wanted to. And and I remember when, when I called and when the ambulance came and it was taking them so long to get to the house, I kept thinking, oh my God, they need to hurry up. What was taking them so long? But of course they had to take their precaution and put on all their equipment. And you know they had to cover up. And at that time, nobody really knew that much about COVID, not, not as they do now. And every, everybody was just taking all sorts of precautions. And I understand that. But in my book, I was thinking they need to move faster. They need to move faster. I remember telling that guy when he picked you up, I said, this is my sister. You better take care of her. Yeah. I remember telling him that. Yeah, you did. You told him that. But what I did tell you was I fell in the tub. I fell getting out of the tub on the floor and had to crawl to the bedroom because I couldn't walk. I was so weak and so tired. But even after that, saying, I'll be all right. All I need to do is eat something. (laughs) And see, I'm in the other room in the bed. I didn't even know you fell. You didn't even tell me. Oh, no, I didn't. On purpose. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's how I am. I will push through until I can't push through anymore. And sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad. I remember when they got me on the stretcher, the last thing I remember hearing you say was you just fight. You just fight Mm -hmm. with everything within you. You just fight. That was Mm -hmm. the last thing I remember hearing you say as I was riding in the ambulance. I could see street signs when we were passing street signs as they were taking me to the hospital. Mm -hmm. But all I heard in my head was you saying, you just fight. Nita, you better fight. You just fight with everything that's within you. Until they hooked me up to that ventilator, that's what I heard. That's what kept me going, was you telling me I need to fight. Yeah, you need to fight. And I was, only thing I could do, I was just praying. That's all I could do. I could just pray. Prayer is sometimes the best thing we can do. It's not all we could do. It's what we need to do. Yeah. And I think sometimes we forget that we have that arsenal. We have that weapon of prayer. And it's the best thing that we have. It's the best way that we have to talk to God, for him mm-hmm. to help us in our situations and in our times of need. And sometimes we forget and we try to figure things out and work things out for ourselves and hit rock bottom. And then we say, oh, Lord, I should have been praying, mm-hmm. you know, have mercy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Mm-hmm. So, Vicki, tell yes. me about your experience with COVID. I got sick all of a sudden. I was fine. I came home from work. It was on a Friday. And I can't remember if I talked to Vanessa. It was probably Vanessa because I I talked to her every day on my way home from work. 
but it didn't hit me until Saturday. And I just started feeling hot and like clammy. I just thought I had a cold or something because I had been fine all day at work the day before. And Vanessa said, maybe you ought to call your doctor. I struggled through and I decided that Sunday morning, because I was feeling really bad, that I was going to call the doctor. I called my doctor and the doctor there was an on-call doctor and not looking at my notes, she didn't realize that my doctors are in Greensboro, but I live in Danville. So she looked up the closest CVS because once I told her my symptoms, she said, I think you need to go take a COVID test. And luckily, CVS was just right up the street. She made the appointment for me and I went up there, ended up having to sit in the car for almost an hour because Ooh. their computers went down. <laughs> uh, what a time for the computers to go down, right? She uh-huh. said, do you want to leave and come back? I said, no, ma'am, because if I leave, I'm not coming back. <laughs> I felt so bad. I knew I was not coming back if I made it back to the house. I said, no, I'll just sit here. So I sat there. They were doing it through the drive through then. I sat there and they showed me how to do it and I did it. And I got home and I crawled back up in the bed. And then later, the doorbell rang. It was daddy. He came back. I said, daddy, you know you're not supposed to be here to see me. He said, I know. He said, but I had to check on you. I went back upstairs and I got back in the bed. And my symptoms kept changing. In the first stages, you had to be in contact with not only your doctor, but with the health department. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the man from the health department called Mm -hmm. me, asked me, do you know where you got it from? Can you track it back? And they asked you all kinds of questions. And I couldn't. I didn't know. I told them the only place I've been is to work. It was scary. It was a real scary feeling. And you Um, refused to go to the hospital? Yes, I was not going to the hospital. It was too many people dying. Yeah, okay. (laughs) But you could have died in your house. Well, that's well. another subject for another day. So <laughs> let's talk about your symptoms. Vanessa, when did you find out that you had COVID and how did it make you feel? I came in contact with Vicki when she had it and I tested and I tested negative. But they tell me I may have had a false negative. I think I actually got it when I took daddy to the hospital. And I had to sit in the emergency room with him. And I think we were in the emergency room about 30, maybe 45 minutes. And when they took him back to a room, his oxygen level was low. And I still had a mask on. They put him on oxygen and it kept coming out of his nose because they didn't have him on the full mask. It kept coming out and I kept putting it in. And I said, Dad, I said, you got to keep this thing in your nose. Well, when they were checking him, the symptoms or whatever, and they said he had pneumonia. Then they said, we've got to test it for COVID. Well, in my mind, I'm thinking if he has pneumonia, I'm almost sure he's got COVID. That's what I was saying in my mind. And then when they came back and they said he tested positive for COVID, they said, you've been here with him. You've already been compromised. I stayed there with daddy two, maybe three hours. He was back in the room, in the emergency room before they took him up to a room. Then... I came home and I did not stay here. I stripped the bed down. I put the sheets in a garbage bag and I went to mom and daddy's house. 
Well, I was feeling fine and I didn't even run a fever, but one day I really didn't start feeling bad until that Sunday. Between Saturday night and Sunday was when I really started feeling bad. Did not run a fever, but I just, I felt like I had a real bad sinus infection. But then that went on to my breathing game, uh, you know, a little shallow. I got the cough, I had the headache. I just felt horrible. Just, I mean, it was the worst feeling you could ever have. And immediately I called my doctor that Monday morning, thanks to God for giving the doctor the knowledge of what to do. He was prescribing medicine to me that they were prescribed if I was in the hospital. He said, I'm gonna do everything for you at home to keep you from going to your hospital. And that's what he did. The medicine he prescribed for me, the, the antibiotic, the, I had the inhaler, I had to peel for the shortness of the breath. I had cough medicine. He was prescribing everything for me and I was taking it too. And regularly. Yes, regularly. It, mm-hmm. it was a horrible feeling because both of us was there together because that Saturday, we were talking and laughing. We were cleaning up. We were, you know, doing everything. But that Saturday night looked like things just turned for me. And then it really started turning for you. Because I remember we were doing a Zoom with daddy on the phone from the hospital. And this was Sunday. And you were feeling so bad. You didn't even come to the phone to talk to daddy. I don't even not remember even, that. I don't even not remember even that. Knowing, not even knowing that would be the last time that we would hear his voice. Because we were on a conference call with him and he, he called Nita. I said, no, dad, I said, Nita ain't feeling good. I said, she not here right now. He said, oh, I thought I heard Nita's voice. I said, no, she not here. And I called you and you said, I can't talk to him right now. I just don't feel good. I don't remember any of that. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that would be our last time hearing his voice. Did not know that. I had come over the day before he went to the hospital because y'all called me and told me to come check on him Mm -hmm. and we were sitting on the porch talking and he would talk for 15 seconds and then he would go to sleep Mm -hmm. and he'd sleep for like five minutes and then he'd wake up and talk for another 15 seconds and then he'd go to sleep he'd nod off Uh and i told you i said he's not getting oxygen i said if he doesn't improve through the night y'all need to take him to the hospital in the morning Mm -hmm. and then you know he didn't he got worse yeah i think y'all had to call his brother to come Nope, that's not how that happened. How did it happen? This is how God works. He was coming from somewhere and something told him, go by and see Wilbert, go see Wilbert. And he said it was just like something. So he called and he asked Val, did she mind him coming over? She said, no, well, we didn't think daddy had COVID, you know, then. So he came over and he talked to daddy, helped daddy get dressed. And he told Val, you know, because Val was, was saying something about the, the shirt daddy had on. Bunny said, don't worry about it. He said, put the shirt on and take him on. He would help daddy put his shoes on. And y'all know Bunny, he on oxygen himself. Mm-hmm. We know daddy had COVID. Don't you know that with him being in close contact, he didn't get COVID? Well, he didn't get it then. We know he got it and he survived it, but he didn't get it then. That's how God works because... God knew that was going to be his last time seeing his brother alive. Yeah. But he, and and but he, he knew said, y'all was going to need that help too. Well, he, he said something just kept telling him to go see Wilbert, go see Wilbert, go see Wilbert. So he came. For our listening audience, they're struggling with the loved ones they've lost during COVID. 
and trying to figure out a way to get past that. Share with our listening audience how you all are coping with the loss of your father, with the loss of your aunt, with the loss of your cousin. I can't tell you that it's something you're going to get over because you're not. I still get teary-eyed. I still cry. At first, I was very angry. I was angry at Donald Trump. I'm not going to call him president because he, to me, he was not a president. For a long time, I actually blamed this on Donald Trump. It just made me angry. I went to grief therapy. It helped a little bit. Can't say it's something that, for me, it's not something that you get over quickly. You just have to pray to God for comfort and strength and guidance. That's the only thing that I can say that helps is prayer. Because I think about daddy and mama, because we lost mama nine, nine months before. And that was hard, still trying to get over mama and then daddy. And it, it was just hard. And then Doris, who was the one that daddy and Bunny and everybody leaned on for her to, to, to get it and, and for it to take her away. It's, it's not easy. Like Vanessa said, you don't get over it. It's a loss. You don't ever get over a loss. And I don't like it when people say you ought to be over it by now. Or, you know, you shouldn't be dealing with this by now. You don't get over a loss, but God graces us the strength we need to live beyond it because you're going to always have those triggers that are going to remind you of this or that about the person or the thing or whatever it is. But you learn each day, every day with Jesus, as mama would say, it's sweeter Mm -hmm. than the day before. And Mm -hmm. so you learn each day how to live a little bit better going forward toward the next day. So Vicki, how are you coping with the loss or losses? Well, it's hard, like Vanessa said, but it's a little different for me because I was always here in and out of this house every day with mom and dad. When I came home from work, I'd always come by here and check on them. And if I didn't come, I called, see if they needed anything, It was hard coming by here and not seeing them here. But I always think about how we were raised. And we were raised with scriptures and prayers. And I can remember mama saying to me, you know, we're not going to always be here. But we taught you all how to live and how to do the right things in your life. Now, after moving back home in this house, I feel comforted. I feel their presence here, which is a great thing. I can imagine being there does give you a sense of comfort, being there in the house where they were, where they lived, and where we spent a lot of our lives growing up. Mm-hmm. I remember how we moved into that house. Mama was working at the YWCA as the office coordinator, and every summer she would send us to residence camp. Camp Stony Mill, never forget it. Went yep. to camp one summer and came back to a different house. <laughs> and I was like, y'all don't have to send us away so you can move. We, you could have just told us you were going to move. But that was years and years ago. And those are some of the things that stay etched in my memory. So I know that this is a journey that you're on to healing and wholeness. And some people think wholeness means everything is okay. That Mm -hmm. nothing bad is going to ever happen. You're not going to have any trials or tribulations. You're going to walk through life and everything's going to be hunky-dory, 
A-A-O-K, and uh-huh. the sky's going to always be blue and the sun is going to always shine. But that's not oh. the case. Yeah. For me, wholeness is knowing that I have a father who cares. Knowing that even though I'm going to go through some things, that he's never going to leave me or forsake me. Right. And, you know, mm-hmm. things are going to happen. Life is going to happen. So mm-hmm. what does wholeness mean for you all? For me, it's that I'm never alone. I just think about it all the time, even when I'm by myself in my car driving down the road, driving from here to work, I always have my quiet time. And I talk to God just like I'm sitting here talking to you. So I'm never by myself. And I feel basically complete. It's like you're in your own little world. I'm kind of like Vicky. So I, I talk I talk to God all the time. <laughs> I talk to mom and dad all the time. They just all the time. But God gives me answers. He, well, he gives me comfort and gives me strength because some days now that I have retired, some days I feel like, you know what? I don't feel like doing nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I do absolutely nothing. But then your mind wanders. I've always been working or doing something. And, I, and some days I feel a little bit in limbo. I'm like, okay, so what am I supposed to be doing? But this is when you're supposed to be enjoying life. And then I'd be thinking, man, I wish mom and dad was here. I could take them this place. I could take them that place. I could do this. I could do that. But, you know, you just have to find different avenues or different things to help or reach out to different people. Yeah, you have to find something to fill that void. You have to fill that space. Well, we know God is going to fill the void. But you have to Mm -hmm. find something to do in your life so that you're not just sitting around with empty space. And your mind wanders. I've always felt comfort in helping others. Like mm-hmm. that's how I have gotten through the grieving processes that I've been through uh, with my divorce, with losing my child, both of them, mm-hmm. one to death and one to the prison system with uh, COVID, with losing my parents. See, I had a godparent. I lost all three of them within a year. Yes, mm-hmm. right. that's it. Mm-hmm. They were all gone. And mm-hmm. I found strength in helping others. I found out that when you are going through something and you can help somebody else and take your mind off yourself, it helps make, make it better for you. That's what it does for me. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I just help others or I will find something funny. I want to watch on TV and just laugh. And I'll be in the room mm-hmm. laughing by myself and, and my daughter will come in and she'll be like, well, who are you talking to? I said, oh, nobody. Me and TV just having a good old time. And, you know, during sports mm-hmm. season, basketball and football, I don't have a problem because y'all know me. That's what I'm going to be doing, watching basketball mm-hmm. and football. But you just have to find someone to help to right. take your mind off of yourself and your worries. Because God said for us to cast our cares on him because he cares for us. Mm-hmm. But what we are put here to be servants for him. And we can't serve him if we're concentrating on ourselves all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. You need to rest in your grief. You need to let the grief process occur because you mm-hmm. can't rush it. You need to feel angry. You need to feel depressed. You need to cry. You need to shout, holler, scream, whatever you have to do, because all those things are going to come anyway. But you will get to the end of that and you will be able to replace your tears with joy. You'll come up one day 
And instead of thinking about all of the sad things that happened, you'll be thinking about all the funny things that they did. Like the other day I was talking to somebody and they made up a word. And the first thing I said, Lord daddy. Cause daddy had a dictionary that didn't nobody else have. He would make up a word and you couldn't tell him it was not a word. Uh-uh. Not a uh-uh. word. So I always I try to think of the happy things. I was at a meeting one day and two people were just arguing and we didn't know who was right or who was wrong but they were just arguing and the first thing popped into my head was mama you know don't pay to argue with a fool because the, the people who listen are not gonna know whether you the fool or whether they the fool you know mm-hmm. so you think yeah. about those those wisdom thoughts you think about those mm-hmm. things that made you laugh your days get to that and soon be less crying and more laughing it's because god's grace is sufficient for anything that we have to go through. Before we end this podcast, please share with our listening audience a word of encouragement. Vanessa, we'll start with you. Have faith and keep the faith. Uh, Trust and believe in God. Some days it seems like maybe he's not listening, but he's always there. You just have to be open to receive what he's he's given to you. Just have faith and trust and reach out to your friends. And that's one thing that I can say when I had the COVID, my church family, my family and my friends, I have some good friends, brought food, they called, they prayed. And I thank God for that. Just to hear somebody else's voice to call and say, how you doing? I mean, it's nothing they can do um, do you need anything? No. Mm-hmm. But between my husband and the neighbors and my church family and my friends bringing food, calling and checking every day, that's what got me through. And encouragement is reach out to other people. That, that's all I can say. Reach out to other people. So listening audience, I hope you're listening to that. Don't forget about your community. You are not alone. There are people who care for you, but they won't know that you need help if you don't Mm -hmm. ask for the help. So reach out to your community. Yes, I agree with Vanessa. The whole time that I was sick, our church family and my sisters, even though Sometimes when they brought me some, they just left it on the porch. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that would be me. Okay. And me. <laughs> I'll let you know right now. You know when you're sick, I'll tell you in a, in a heartbeat. I'll bring it to you at the door. She, will, I, she, will, she will. She'll bring it to you at the door. And blow the horn and let you know that it's there. <laughs> no, nah, Nita. She call, on, call me on the cell phone. Look, I left <laughs> something on the chair on, on the porch, okay? You think about how you're raised and you think about your parents and what they would have done for you. A lot of times, even now, when I get sick, I can remember the things that mama said. I didn't feel good. Christmas, Christmas, I had a virus. I had a a stomach virus and Vanessa called and she said, well, don't you think you might ought to go get tested? You might have COVID again. I told her, I said, no, I, I just think it's, it's a virus. And I told her, I said, don't forget what mama said. Mama said that you just got a virus and it's got to run this course. So there's no medication. 
you just got to let it run its course. So a lot of times you remember the things you were taught growing up that helps you through your adult life in the absence of your parents. But I thank God for my sisters because they're always there, just a phone call away. And if anything needed, even if it's just a word of encouragement, they're always there and they stand by me all the time. And I thank God for that. Well, you know, we tied it in pantyhose, two sizes small. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's how we do it. But y'all kept talking about this amazing church, this amazing church. Give a shout out to your church and your pastor. Who would that be? Uh, our amazing church is the, is the historical Ebenezer, Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church, church. in Providence, North Carolina, on Bertha Wilson Road. Pastor Teresa Jones-Hardy is the pastor. Pastor Hardy, I hope you would listen to this. We just gave your church a shout out. And if you're looking for a church home, that's a great church to be at because I know because I was raised in that church. We thank you both so much for being on this show. I pray for you often and I will continue to pray for you on your journey to healing and wholeness and know this. If there's anything that I can do to help you along the way, do not hesitate to reach out to me. Just keep praying. And I keep praying. You're doing an awesome job. Thank you so much. It's wonderful. I am delighted that you have tuned in to this episode of Restored, A Journey to Healing and Wholeness. It has been a pleasure to share with you today. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. I would also appreciate if you would like, share, follow, and subscribe so that you can stay abreast of all things restored. Until next time, blessings as you continue your journey to healing and wholeness.